Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship, conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed. Teaching you to become your own best coach. Welcome back to another podcast. And today we're getting into the depths of something that is always asked of me, both as a professional and as a friend. How do I stop worrying? I worry about everything. What's going to happen with the job? What's going to happen with the kids? How do we stop the flow of worrying that just seems to go unimpeded through our minds, keeping us awake at night, churning our stomachs and making us feel like, well, we're going through the ringer. And that's what today's podcast is. I'm going to give you a technique. Oftentimes with self-coaching, I try to get you down into the the depths of why we worry. But today we're going to just deal with more of a quick fix, if you will. A little bit of depth, but then again, uh, I want to give you a, a what I might call the pink and gray elephant technique <laughs> to breaking through the barrier of incessant worrying. But before getting into those elephants... I want to tell you a tale usually attributed to the Native American Cherokee Indians. And it goes like this. One evening, an elderly Cherokee brave told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people. He said, my son, the battle is between two wolves inside us all. One is evil. It is anger. Envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies. And the other is good. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth. The grandson, he thought about this for a minute. And then he asked his grandfather, but grandfather, which wolf wins? The old Cherokee simply replied, the one that you feed. So the wise old grandpa knew better. He knew that there were two wolves in all of us. And the bad wolf, if fed, can dominate our personality, as can the good wolf. Now, in our discussion today, we're going to specifically call our bad wolf the wolf of worry. And we need to know, are you feeding the worry wolf? Or are you starving the worry wolf? How do you feed the worry wolf? Well, when you indulge, and that's an important word for me, when you indulge your insecurities, your fears, your what-ifs, you're handing yourself over. To insecurity. You're allowing insecurity to grab the steering wheel of your life and take charge of your emotions. You're allowing insecurity to create discord, fear, trepidation, what if, 
And what if I lose my job? And, and what if, and what if, and what if? See, that indulgence, allowing yourself to just feed insecurity, the worry wolf, emboldens insecurity. You become weaker. It's an inverse correlation. And insecurity becomes stronger. And you start to develop a tendency, a habit of insecurity and worrisome thinking. So here you are caught up in this habit of worrisome thinking. It seems almost natural. This is what you do. I've been doing it for months. I've been doing it for years. I worry about everything. Well, your habit, the worry wolf, is so strong that the more mature, self-trusting you has receded, almost to the point where you're not even aware that you can combat the worry wolf. So the worry wolf takes over, grabs the steering wheel, and starts throwing you into pandemonium. What if, what if, what if? And you, of course, being in the back seat, you're just clinging on, hoping against hope that you can figure all this out. Now, by figuring it out, I mean worrying about things that may or may not happen. So you leave the present, and you get on the back of the worry wolf, and you're now prancing through the future, some abstract future that you're concocting in your mind. And if the boss says no, and if she doesn't answer my call, and all of these potential landmines that you feel you may be facing, you're trying to prepare yourself. Now, is that such a terrible thing that you're trying to prepare yourself? You're trying to brace for chaos? No when it is legitimate chaos, but when it's these abstractions, and you know the difference, there's neurotic worry, and then there is significant circumstantial worry. I just had a water heater break this week, and it was 10 years on the dot. And you know, it was the ironic thing was my wife and I were just discussing it days before it ruptured. And we were saying, you know, it's 10 years. Maybe we better call the plumber. Two days later, Right after Labor Day, we started getting flooded out. Now, I could have worried, and I could have said, oh, it's almost 10 years. The water heater is going to break. What will I do? Oh, my goodness. What happens if we get a flood? And I could have started getting anxious year nine. I could have started wringing my hands year nine and a half. And just when year 10 rolled around, I could have started getting hysterical. We haven't replaced the water heater yet. It's going to burst. Now, truth is, it did burst. Circumstantially, they say water heaters have a 10-year lifespan. I was told that, and it happened to be true for me. So circumstantially, I would have been in my right to be concerned, as I was a little bit too late. It would have been within my right to be concerned and to make that call to the plumber. But concern and worry are very different. You see, concern deals more with facts. So if I was concerned about the water heater, I could have called the plumber, which I would have done, but it was Labor Day weekend and I didn't have a chance. But was that worrying? No, because worrying isn't necessarily connected to facts. It has to do with projections of insecurity. It's like having a two-year-old water heater and beginning to worry that it's going to fail. That's neurotic worrying. It's, it's taking circumstantial reality and imbuing it with insecurity. 
take finances. I was talking to a person recently who is extremely wealthy. And he said, I'll never have enough money. The more money I make, the more money I need to make. I asked him why. He said, well, I just want ultimate security. I want to feel safe. Now, you can never feel safe if you're relying on externals to make you feel safe because the insecurity comes from the inside out. So you can have all the money in the world. Why do you think celebrities and CEOs and people with millions and billions of dollars wind up with drug problems, alcohol problems, suicides? Because they get to a point where they have it all and they're still a mess because you're relying on externals to quell the worry, to quell that insecurity. And you're trying desperately just to get that carrot, but the carrot keeps eluding you. Every time you go to grab it, it goes an inch forward and you miss out again. You're, kind of, you're just trying to get to that carrot of security. So worrying, the worry wolf, is the wolf that lets us feel that we can never have that carrot, not unless we figure out the worry equation. Now, you're not going to worry yourself into security. Worrying is not going to ultimately set you free. It's going to imprison you into a neurotic way of living. Being concerned is okay. Be concerned about the realities of your life, of course. And even some worry and trepidation when it's warranted. Take extreme weather. If you know that forecast and it's, it's coming your way, I mean, you could worry about whether you've battened down the hatches enough and that's not as neurotic as worrying about whether a year from now you're going to lose your job or two years from now or three years from now. You see, one has to do with more immediate circumstantial facts. But even that, you have to be careful. Concern deals with factual reality. Worry deals with fictional projections of insecurity, things that may or may not happen. So what about you? Are you a warrior? Are you trying to accumulate more security through money, through fame, through finances, through relationships, through, I don't know what, but are you externalizing that carrot? Is it in front of you rather than within you? And if so, then you're going to need to do some self-coaching. You're going to need to realize that the habit of worry is a habit of insecurity. They're synonymous. So an insecurity, and insecurity is about self-distrust. When you don't trust yourself to handle life, then your only recourse is to worry about life because you have no basis to feel secure. So you worry. Worry is a compensatory strategy to try to make you feel balanced. It's ostensibly, it gives you a sense that you're doing something rather than doing nothing about an anticipated chaos. You're worrying about the water heater two years into the water heater because you just don't want it to break. You want to be prepared. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to be prepared, concerned. As a matter of fact, go back to my water heater for, for an instance. Now, 
10 years ago, I bought this little gizmo. It was about $3, $2.99. You put it on the floor with a AA battery in it. And it had a metal water sensor. So if the water heater breaks, the sensor goes off. And it emits this very quiet SOS. What happened the other night, that was Labor Day evening, I was walking up the steps and I hear, doo -doo 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 -doo. I do a pretty good Morse code impersonation. <laughs> and I'm walking up the steps and I hear the Morse code. And I, I, put, I had put that down there 10 years ago. And I, what the heck is that little beeping sound? And then it dawned on me. That goes off when water touches it. I ran down to the basement and sure enough, here was the water coming out of the water heater. Now, I put that little sensor in out of concern because things in life do fail. I didn't put it in there because I was worrying about the water heater. I just put it in there because it was prudent. It was a concern. You're allowed to be prudent. You're allowed to take precautions in life. You're allowed to have notebooks and calendars and things that you anticipate in a reality sense, a prudent sense, a rational sense, not in a neurotic sense. Now, what would have been neurotic? Well, just to push this a bit further, if I had gotten two or three or four of those senses and put them down there, that would have been you know, it's the suspenders in case your belt breaks kind of thing. Sometimes we just keep piling on. We just can't worry enough. We're just trying to be safe. We want to know what's coming around that corner before it comes around the corner. We want to be braced. You know, and this is part of our survival instinct. We just want to be safe. The long game is to neutralize insecurity. That's the worry wolf to not feed the wary wolf, to not indulge the wary wolf. And you know about that word indulgence. You're just handing yourself over. You're being wimpy. You're allowing yourself, and you're wringing your hands, and you're just, you're indulging yourself. Now, you can't stop that first worry thought from popping into your mind. All right, I'll buy that. But then... Do you indulge with a second thought that piggybacks on top of that first thought? And what about a second thought that piggybacks on the second thought? And down, down, down. And before you know it, you're ruminating. On and on. You're spinning and spinning. And the thoughts just keep coming. And you're up at night. And it's with you every day. And some level, it's always there. You're indulging. So the long game is learning to starve the bad wolf, the wary wolf and to begin feeding the healthy wolf, the mature wolf. That's the wolf of self-trust. And that's what self-coaching is all about, building the self-trust muscle. Because self-trust is the ability to believe in your resources that whatever turns around that corner, you'll handle it. Why? Because you are an instinctual survival machine. You've handled many, many problems in your life, thousands. But insecurity won't let you feel safe. It says, oh, no. Until I reach that carrot, I'll never be safe. That's insecurity. The reality is you don't always have to know what's coming around the corner. You need to trust you'll handle it. That alleviates and liberates you from the chronic need to indulge your insecurity and to worry. So I'm going to be talking, of course, about 
more and more self-coaching ways to develop that self-trust muscle, to develop the, the good wolf muscle, and to starve the worry wolf. But for today, let's get right into a simple technique, because you're probably saying, all right, Dr. Jeff, just stop getting on and on and on. I want to hear what the technique is so I can stop worrying. <laughs> okay. All right, hang in there. Don't worry about it. Here it comes. Now, it's it's very straightforward, and it is going to train you to break the pattern of ruminative worry. All right, so what's this magical technique? Well, it's, it's not magical. What I want you to do, when your thoughts begin to swirl, now you know what worrisome anxiety is and what it feels like. I don't have to tell you. What I want you to do is I want you to think of elephants. Not, well, not all elephants, one elephant at a time. First, first, I want you to imagine a pink elephant. Now, seriously, don't stop listening to this podcast at this point. Hang in there. I want you to just close your eyes for a second. Just come on, do this with me. Close your eyes and see a pink. It doesn't matter which shade of pink. It could be Pepto-Bismol pink. I don't care. Think of a pink elephant. Now, hold on to it. You got that? You're seeing the pink elephant? Now, really see that pink elephant? Hold on to that another second. And now I want you to change that view and think of a gray elephant. All of a sudden, forget the pink elephant. doesn't exist anymore. Now you're looking at a gray elephant, the way elephants usually look. Got the gray elephant yet? Hold on to that. See the gray elephant. Okay, now let's go back. Switch back to the pink elephant. And try holding the pink elephant, just the pink elephant. I don't want any other elephant in this vision that you're having, this, this uh, imprint on your mind. Think pink. Hold on to it now for at least five seconds. Hold on to the pink elephant. You can do this. Stop being obstinate. You can do this. Hold on to that pink elephant. Got it? One, two, three, four, five. But what you're doing right now, you're proving a point. You're proving that your consciousness has the absolute power over what goes through your mind. You decided to see a pink elephant, and your mind held the pink elephant to all other thoughts, the exclusion of all other thoughts. Then you decided to change that and see a gray elephant for the exclusion of all other thoughts. Your mind, when focused, can't hold two thoughts at a time. I don't think so. So let's let's just, for our example, let's just say that the pink elephant is, is the good elephant. For no reason. Let's just say pink is beautiful. And our beautiful pink elephant is a wonderful thing. So what do you do with the pink elephant? Well, let's just say the next time you're involved in some worrisome ruminative thinking, I would like you, take a deep breath, close your eyes if possible, and I want you to bring that pink elephant into your mind. Just that pink elephant. Hold that pink elephant in your mind. Now, why am I telling you to do this? To torture you? No, of course not. I'm telling you to do this because if you can fill your mind solely with a pink elephant, then you could step away from worry. You just did it. If you are only thinking and seeing that pink elephant, where was the worry thoughts? They weren't there. They couldn't be there if your focus was correct. Now, you may have to practice this. 
Maybe you have a, a pink elephant with gray elephants nudging on the, on, this, on the circumference trying to get into your thought, your field of view. You may have to practice, but when you get to the point where you're able to just see a pink elephant, then the worry thoughts can't be part of that perspective. And you're proving to yourself that you can step apart from worry. Now, maybe this isn't earth shaking. Maybe you might just want to call it a distraction. But for now, try to use this technique. When you catch yourself worrying endlessly, when you find yourself spinning and spinning, bring up your pink elephant. Just bring up the pink elephant. Take a few breaths as you hold that pink elephant in your mind and begin to recognize that what you fill your mind with is a choice. Oh, big word. You are choosing the pink elephant, right? It's a choice. Conversely, you're choosing to let go of those worry thoughts. Doesn't matter where they go. They're not part of the pink elephant. Okay, you'll have to practice this very simple technique. I wouldn't tell too many people. They'll laugh at you. It's okay. But in time, you're going to recognize what I did a long time ago, that when we hand ourselves over to worry, we are indulging our insecurity. We are indulging our worry wolf. We are diminishing ourself and moving away from the self-trust, the psychological maturity that we're capable of. The pink elephant doesn't give you psychological maturity. It just teaches you that you have a choice that you could switch from thinking of a pink elephant to a gray elephant and back to pink. You have a choice. Consciousness, our active mind, is actually stronger than your worry habit. If you focus it, if you begin to realize that you have a choice, don't give in to the incessant worries. Don't give in to believing that worrying is your friend, your ally, that it's going to bring you the solace you seek. Because what it does is it just reinforces that you're afraid to trust, that you're afraid, here's a big word, you're afraid to risk trusting that you'll handle life. I think you can risk it. Take that pink elephant and use it as a catalyst to teach yourself that you have a choice. If you think you have no choice over worrying, I can't stop worrying, I have to worry, I can't do, I've tried many times. Do you know how many times I've tried this? It's not true. You do have a choice. You're just, you're just kicking the can down the road. You don't want to really take the risk of not worrying. So you indulge. You open your arms wide and you let insecurity in and the weary wolf takes it from there. You did have a choice. Don't kid yourself into believing you are choiceless. You are only without choice if you're in the back seat passively allowing insecurity to steer your life. The pink elephant is the elephant that you hold in your mind that tells you, I can think of something other than worry thoughts. Now, simple technique. I don't know. I just thought works for me. Sometimes, you know, I try different mantras, you know, stop it, drop it. But I, I think that the visualization, it grabs your attention. And if you understand what the, the reason for the imagery is, 
the pink versus gray elephant, when you understand that what you're trying to do is flush out the worry thinking, just for that second as you hold that thought, you begin to get a sense more and more that you have a choice. So once you let go of thinking of the pink elephant, you go back to your reality. And what are you going to do? Are you going to continue to add one more what if to the last what if? What are you going to do? Or are you going to get kind of disciplined with yourself and say, no, not doing that? Because ultimately it comes down to a firm act of will. If you're wimpy, if you've allowed insecurity to convince you that you are powerless, then of course you're not going to believe what I'm saying. But you really can say no to worry. Anything else is a an illusion, a delusion. You can say no to worry, but you'll feel a little uncomfortable at first because you'll want to, yes, but whatever. I want to let go, but, 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 but. So what am I saying? I'm just saying today that there are simple techniques to grab your attention, to recognize the simple truth about worrying and insecurity. And the long game, of course, is to starve the habit of insecurity. And that takes time. But we need our little techniques to begin to erode the grip that insecurity has on us that perpetuates the worry wolf. So which wolf are you going to feed today? And I'll leave you with that. And as always, I bring you my podcast sponsored by Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, the four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. Check it out on Amazon and or my other books, etc. at selfcoaching.net. And you can reach me through my website. And until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless. And you're not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week with or without your elephants. <laughs> and let's make it simple together. Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart. This is your way. Life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow